This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Get into what we've been talking about these last few weeks. Uh, Pastor Sandy started this before she left. Of course, we do this every October. The I Love My Church series. <clears throat> and it's just to really to let you know what you're a part of. Who you are and what you're a part of. And, and what God is doing in all of us together. And um, so it's a wonderful study. I don't think you can ever, you know, hear it too much. I don't think you can ever go over it too much. Um, I, I know that when I was reading that the, this is the third installment, if you didn't hear the first or the second installment, we have the podcast. You can hear that and kind of get yourself caught up if you missed any of the other ones. Um, and and we'll, there's a, a main verse in here, or a few verses of scripture that they're basing it off of. But as I was studying this three pages, you know, I didn't think that for at the first that there was too much here, but boy, I'm telling you what, once I got into it and God started talking, I thought, my goodness, I don't know if there's enough time this morning. Of course, y'all know I like to talk too, <laughs> to say everything there is to say, but we're going to do what the Holy Ghost has um, put on my heart to say um, about I love my church. And this particular segment is the subtitle is We Are God's House. We are God's house. So I want to read the um, Ephesians 2, 19 through 22. And it's out of the message. <clears throat> and it's, it's I've got it back there if you want to pull it up so they can follow along. That's fine. I've got it back there. That's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. Man, you could stop right there and have a shout. You're no longer people just wandering around with no aim in life or nowhere to go. Nope, no, no, you know, you're, you, you're not a wandering exile anymore. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. It's, it's where you belong. Glory to God. I don't know how, Pastor, you stay on this seat. I get too excited. You are no longer strangers or outsiders. You're no longer on the outside looking in. You're on the inside looking out. Hallelujah. You belong here. Everybody wants to belong. I don't know if y'all know that or not. You know, that's why people are always looking for something to join. Because they want to belong. They want to They want to. Have, they want to know that they are part of something. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone. God is building a home. He's using us all. Introspective of how we got here. I really like that line. Because everybody got here came a different path. Everybody came, everybody's got a story that got them to this place. It, it, you, may, it, you may have come down a really, really dark road. Some other people may not have come down quite so dark a road. But we all bring so much uh, flavor, so much uh, uh, differences that, that God takes all of those differences and he 
joins them all together. He puts us all together in what he is building. He takes your story, takes your life, he takes my story, my life, and he puts it all together and he makes a really good gumbo. You know, he makes a really good goulash or something. You know, it's all kind of stuff all in there. But it all tastes good when it's all put together. Oh, man, he's building a home. He used the apostles and the prophets for the foundation. He used those that began this body, began the church. He started with those people. He used them to lay the foundation. And now he didn't just stop there. Aren't you glad he didn't just stop with the apostles? Um, And I love reading about the apostles. I love what all that God moved in their life and he put down on paper for us to learn from. But I'm so glad that he didn't just stop there. Now he's using you and me. He's using all of us, fitting us brick by brick, stone by stone. With Jesus Christ, the door, the one that got us here, the way, the one that we came through, all of us came through him to get here as a cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day. You know, there's so much in the way that, that, um, I forget his name that wrote the message, how he, how he couches it because it, it gives you a, he's, it's taking shape day. That tells me that it's an ongoing process. That day by day, little by little. You know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not perfect yet. I'm perfect in him and his love. But he's day after day, he's shaping all of us together. Even through all our, you know, I know y'all don't think I got no quirks, but I do. You know, even through all of our little quirky things, you be quiet over there. Through all of our idiosyncrasies, through all of our differences, he's taking all of those things and he's shaping us day by day, working with us day by day, putting us together, making this wonderful house. Praise God. And, and it's an ongoing process, a holy temple built by God, all of us built into it. He didn't leave nobody out. All of us built into it. A temple in which God is quite at home. Praise God. Hallelujah. We thank you for your word, Father. We declare it as a blessed word. We declare it as a prosperous word. We declare that it will go forth and perform everything which you have intended for it to do. In this place, in our lives, building us into that home. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And if everybody can agree with that, we say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, there's a couple of things that I am I'm, I'm just feel the Spirit just really focused me in on while I was studying for this. <clears throat> there's two phrases that, that is used in this passage of Scripture. God is building a home is one of the phrases. And then down at the bottom... He says, a temple in which God is quite at home. Kind of gives two perspectives, two, feel, two uh, uh, ideas there. There's really two ideas couched right there. The first one, God is building a home, kind of talks about, you get a picture of a house. You know, and when, when people 
refer to a lot of times the church, the house, they oftentimes get a picture of the building. This, these four walls or whatever, it is four walls, but there's a lot of walls in, in the middle. But this building is what they picture, they see. You know, and, and maybe some of our verbiage and our vernacular leads towards that because we say, where do you go to church? What time do you have church? What kind of church do you go to? And really, God is telling us that this is not the church. This building is not really the house of God. In fact, all through the New Testament, you see when Paul and the other writings, writers are writing, they say, the church that meets at so-and-so's house. The church that gathers at so-and-so place. So, they we weren't talking about a building called the church. They were talking about a people called the church. The people that are the home that God is building. That's what they were referring to. Not necessarily, we do, this is a church. Uh, it is more, more probably truthfully, the meet, our meeting place, our gathering place. The place where the church comes together as a corporate body to fellowship with one another and to love on each other and to pray for each other in a corporate setting and to be an encouragement one to another and learn. We come here to hear from our pastors who are our shepherds, who are helping in their assignment in shaping and molding and making us. So it really we have two kind of pictures here going on. but the Bible says that we, the people, are actually God's house. Now, anybody that's ever listened to me speak, I I like to look up words and give definitions because I think that broadens our perspective a lot of times. It broadens our understanding of what God is trying to say. So I looked up really simple word. I looked up the word house because we are God's house. It says we are his house, but there's... Two perspectives here, two maybe uh, pictures that come into our mind when we see the word house and the word home. A house is a building in which people live. Everybody would agree. A house is a structure. Sometimes they're two-story. Sometimes they're split level. Sometimes they're ranch style. No, there's all different kinds of houses where people live. God is building a house where we live, where we dwell, where we are. He's building us together as a house. But then I like, I really like it when you break it down to the home, the word home. This is the difference. Home means a place where one can rest and be safe. So do you see the two different pictures that are going on here. He's building a house people live. He's building a house where he lives. He lives in you and I. But he's also, as the end of Ephesians 2.22 said, he's building a temple in which God is quite at home. Two different, two different thoughts going on right there. Not just a house where he lives, but a house where he's quite at home. You know, um, 
I get a picture of home being a place where I come in, I take my shoes off. I get in my comfy clothes. I take off these clothes and I get in some comfy clothes. And I settle in and I sit back and I rest. And I'm, I'm at home. I, I, I'm comfortable there. I don't feel threatened there. I don't feel um, like I've got to, you know, be something that I'm not. You know, it's, it's my comfy, it's my, my, my place where I, I just, I'm me. I'm me there. God is building a place where he's quite at home. Where a place where he's, he's comfy. A place where he can sit back and enjoy himself. You and I are that place he's building. That place where he feels quite at home and at ease. He can be himself. He can be what he, need, he is. There's another verse of scripture in 2 Corinthians 6.16. It says, I'll live in them. The last part of it. The last part. There's a, this is the last sentence of that scripture. I'll live in them and move into, I'll be their God, and they'll be my people. I love that. I'll live in, the, in, in who's he going to live in? Me and you, the ones that he's fitting together stone by stone, putting us on top of the foundation of the prophets, joining us together, the house, the home. He's going to live in us, move into us. And he's our God. And we are his people. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, I, God gives me, when I'm, when I'm studying like this, God gives me these pictures and things. And I can only talk to you from my own experience. But I was looking at this. I was like, you know, this builds. First he says, it's kind of like how he said before, God is building a home. Then he said, God is, where God is quite at home. The first part he said, I'll live in them. He's, he needs to stop there. I, I, I was asking, okay, God, that's, you know, I, I'll live in them. That sounds like that'd be enough to get your point across. But then he layered it again and said, I'll move into them. And I, I got this, I, I went back uh, several years ago. Ron and I, we traveled. We had a traveling ministry. We traveled with our kids we traveled in a van. We traveled on a bus one time. We traveled in a van. I mean, you know, we just went around singing and ministering and sharing. And this one particular time, <clears throat> we were full-time out uh, traveling. And we were in North Carolina. And um, this woman, we were at this church, and <clears throat> we were kind of making that place in North Carolina, Lexington, North Carolina, kind of our home base. We were kind of, that was like our, a good radius for our, us to stay there and kind of go out from there. It was not so far to go out and come back in. And we had some people there that we were really make, be, uh, having relationship with. They had a church. And one of the members of their church, um, she said, you know, you guys are just, you know, there was seven of us in a van. Living in a van. I mean, it, some, it, you know, we look back and, and we, we cherish those days. Because um, they were wonderful. We saw God move mightily in those times. But, you know, there were times when it was like, oh, 
you know, man, if I'm going to kill some kids or, or I'm going to kill Ron or you know, he's going to kill me or something, you know, because you're in a van with, there's seven of you in a van all the time. So anyway, this one wonderful woman, she, she said, you know, I am, I've got a house that I've been, I've rented and I've got about a month and a half left on my lease and I'm not going to be there the whole time. I'm, I'm going, I'm staying with family. Why don't y'all live there? And, and if you want to renew the lease when the lease is up, you can, or, or whatever you want to do. She said, I, I'm not going to be there. It's been paid for. Y'all come live there. So we did. It was a wonderful break. It was really nice to have a place to, you know, there were beds were there. You know, there were dishes in the cabinets. I didn't have to bring no dishes, you know. She had, even she, There was even food in the refrigerator, you know. And, um, you know, we could go in there and we could uh, go out from there to our concerts and our, our places that we were ministering and we could come back. And we'd go out for the whole month and a half. That's what we did. We lived there. We enjoyed it. We, we had a good time there. It was really a nice break from being stuck in the van all the time. And the kids enjoyed it. You know, it was really great. We lived there. Uh, when the lease was up, we, we decided that we, that really wasn't, was in almost the bad, sort of kind of the bad part of town. Um, so we really didn't want to raise our kids there. And so we, we looked for another house. <clears throat> we found another house that was in a, a like a subdivision, more like that wasn't almost in town, you know, where all this stuff was going on. So we we um, we agreed, we got the lease, and then we went to this other house. But you know, we when we got to this other house, we brought our stuff in there. We moved in. We brought our own things into this house. We we. Uh, went down to the post office and set up an address at this place. We um, took the things that belonged to us, weren't somebody else's stuff, and we moved in and we set up housekeeping. We had the run of the place then. We didn't have to worry about messing somebody else's stuff up. So we moved into this place. And we called it our home because we moved in there. We didn't just live there. We moved in there. I, there's a difference here. There's a difference here. This is, this is what God is. He's layering something. He's not just living in us. He's moved, moving into me and you. He's bringing everything he's got with him. He's bringing all his stuff. Moving in to set up housekeeping. To set up, this is where I live. This is, I've moved in here. I'm making this my permanent residence. I've gone down to the post office and I've set my address right here. I've moved into this place. What does God move in with? You know, he, we, we become, when God moves into us, we become God's address. We become the place where people can come to find God. We become the Kelly Wisnan is God's address. Pastor Sandy is God's address. Molly is God's address. All of us joined together become God's address, the place where God is moved into, set up housekeeping. He's got the run of the place in me and you. He's brought his stuff with him. What kind of stuff has he brought with him? Well, he's brought his presence. 
Hallelujah. He moves into me and you with his presence. He moves into me and you with his power. He moves into me and you with his provision. He moves into me and you with his promises. Buddy, I can see God. He's got his bags packed, buddy. He's got everything he's got loaded for bear. He's moving in. He's setting everything up where he wants to go. He's putting the piece of furniture over here like he wants it. He's putting a picture up here like he wants it. He's putting the dishes in the cabinet that he wants. He's putting the right kind of bedspread on the bed that he wants. He's doing setting everything up. What, what does all that mean? Well, he brings his promises and he puts them out there for us. He brings his provision and he decorates the church with his provision. Hallelujah. He brings his power and he sets it up in me and you. Hallelujah. So when people need something, you got something. Hallelujah. That's what, that's the church, that's the home that he's building. A home where he's at home. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that that's what God wants to set up in you and I? Praise the Lord. We give you glory and honor and praise. Glory to God. That's what he's doing in us. But you know what? He, he does that because he cares. He cares. You know, if, if, you, if you didn't care about a house, you wouldn't set nothing up in there. You wouldn't paint the walls. You wouldn't fix it up. Everything be leaking. The roof be leaking. You know, the carpet's all torn up. The floors are all scratched. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't care about what, but God cares about his house. He cares about his home because he's moved in there. When you move in something, when you move in it, you care about it. Let me tell you something. I went over to Molly and, and Chris's house for a little birthday party. That's a beautiful place. Absolutely gorgeous. And they care for it, don't you? You care about it. You care about that home. Well, God's the same way. When he moves into me and you, he cares about us. That's why he brings all that stuff with him. To, to bathe us, to, to decorate us with it. To take care of us with it. Hallelujah. All of those promises that he's given, that he, that he has moved in with. All of the power, the presence, everything that he brings with him. It's to take care of his house. It's to to take care of his home. It's to build us up into everything that he wants us to be. And we activate all of that by faith and love. But here's the kicker. It's not just for us. It's not just for we we can say, oh, look back at us. Mm -mm -mm. Man, we got the corner on the market, and we got it made into shade, and woo. No. I mean, we do, but that's not, that's not the purpose. What is the purpose in God building this home and coming in and moving into me and you and fitting us jointly together and making us be his address? What's the purpose of it? For others. For all of us together as, as the house of God, as the home that's God, because we care, he cares for us, we care for each other. We pray for one another. First Corinthians 12, 26 tells us that when one hurts, we all hurt. We, we, each others, we're, we're concerned for one another. God cares for us. We care for others. And then we care for those who are outside. Outside of this family. Outside of this place. Outside of this body. Outside of this home. Those that are homeless... We want to be the home that they want to come and be part of. 
We want to be that home that they say, well, I'm telling you what, that's where I want to live. I want to go down there where they are. I want to be in that kind of house. I want to be in that home. That's the environment that I want to live in. I want to, I want to be in that place where I can feel safe and secure. And that's what God is building. And you and I, that's the home that he's building and me and you. So that we can have that with each other, but so that we can have something for others that don't have, haven't experienced, don't know they're, they're, they're searching, you, you know, like I said, they're, they're looking for something to belong to. They're belonging to this, they're belonging to that, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're all kinds of stuff. Because why? They're looking for a place to be a part of where they can feel secure, where they can feel at rest, they can feel protected, they can feel loved and cherished and cared for. That's what we're supposed to be. You and I, we are God's address, and this is where they need to come and look for it at. And you and I, praise the Lord. God protects his house. I love this scripture. You've heard it many, many times. I don't think, I don't know if I put this one up there. Isaiah 59, 19. But I'm like pastor. I like to put the comma in a different place. When the enemy shall come in, and he comes in. He comes in in sheep clothing. He comes in in all kinds of ways, shape, form, or fashion. But when he comes in, the spirit of the, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. Praise God and put him to flight, for he will come like a rushing stream with the breath that the Lord drives. Now, I'm telling you what, I just said that God's provision, his promises, his power, and his presence are where? In us. So when the enemy comes in, we got everything in us. Uh Uh-uh. You ain't coming in here. You're not coming into this body causing strife and dissentment. You're not coming into this body and pitting one against the other. You're not coming into this body. We're going to stop it right here. With the power, the presence, the promises that God has put on the inside of us, we rebuke it and cast it out in Jesus' name. Because we are part, we are given that uh, uh, through us to protect the home, to protect the house. What, do any of y'all protect your own home? You got locks on your doors. You might have a security system. You know, that's, you protect your house in the same, and the same way we protect the house of God. God works through us. Fitly joined together to provide the protection for one another. Hallelujah. All through eons of time, you know, they, they've been trying to destroy the church down through the ages. I mean, you know, one right after the other trying to destroy the church. They haven't, haven't been able to do it. The church will always be, it is, and it always be. Because it's, it's God. It's his body. It's who he is. He's, he said he'd live in us and move in us. Hallelujah. In fact, Ephesians 3.21 says, Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages world without end. And in the Amplified, it says, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. The church without end. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You know, that's part of that safety. And you can, you can feel safe because you know you're being protected. You can sit back and ease in your easy chair, you know, because you're protected in the body of God. You're protected in the home that he is building, where he's moved in and made himself at home. Got to run of the place. I'm going to tell you something. If he's got to run of the place, do you really think anything's going to come against you that can defeat him? No. Not a thing can come against the body of God. Not a thing that come against the church, the house, the home of God, because he is in charge. Hmm. That gives me, I don't know about y'all, but that gives me a good feeling. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He's in charge. Glory to God, and I'm protected. We are protected as the house of God. And he provides for his house. God provides for his people that they may provide for his work. You know, here it says for his house, but we're not, his house is his work. Can't separate it. His house is his work. It's what he's doing in the earth today, moving through me and you, the church, the body, the home of God, providing for his work. He's given us all talents, gifts, abilities, resources, time. And he uses all of those things that we take to provide for our own house. I mean, y'all get up and go to work, right? I do. wish I didn't, but I do. <laughs> but I do that so that I can provide for my house, for my home. So it, it's my talents and abilities when I go out and work. So God takes all of the things that we do together And he provides for his home. He provides for his home and for his work that he's doing in this local assembly, in this local body of believers. So he works through us. He gives gives us all of these things that he's put in us, whether it's, like I said, resources, time, money, abilities, talents, giftings, whatever. He uses all of those things. And he gave them to us for a greater purpose than just making money. I like what pastors say, you know, you don't make a living, you make a giving. When you really get that understanding that you're making a giving, man, exponential prosperity. Because you're, you're not making a living. You're not making something just get you from paycheck to paycheck. But you're making a giving. And what is that giving about? It's giving in and sowing into his local work. The, the work that you're a part of. The home that you're a part of. Here. Sowing into that work. Sowing into that home. So that you, and through that giving, you will have a living. Through that, and through that giving, the body here, this local assembly, will be able to do the work that God has placed it here for. Hallelujah. <clears throat> there is no limit to what God can do in and through us. When he moves in with his power and his presence and his promises, all that he is, there is absolutely no limit. And here a couple of months ago, God... I was, we were going through some issues and I was supposed to speak on a Wednesday night and I really felt so inadequate to speak that night. And um, 
the Lord brought Ephesians 3.20 to me. Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly above all that we can think or imagine, according to the power that works in us. And, and he told me through that, he said, that power that works in you is the power to measure me limitless. That's the power that's working in. He, he's only free. He's only been released to do what I, through my faith in him, will uh, uh, release him to do for me. My faith holds his power to a great degree captive in my life. And so he's limitless in here as this home. He's limitless in here to the point that we measure him limitless. Together, what he can do is exponential beyond our, and it says beyond what we can think or imagine, but we got to measure him limitless. We've got to measure him and let him work in us to that limitless place. I've got just a couple more minutes and I want to read, y'all know, you know, I'm praise and worship leader and, and everything songs speak to me songs and I love this song because to me this song creates a picture of a of a church of a home that was so um momentous in this writer's life that he had to write about it the home that he had found in this body of believers that set such a precedent in him that it, it, it grounded him so that when he talks about it in the song, when he got away, he knew where to go. He knew how to get back. He knew there was a place he could go back to. And that's what God is building in here. Something in here that people out there can say, I know where to go. I know, I know where to go to get what I need. So y'all may have heard this song before. It's called, I Want to Go to Church. Now, that, like I said, the title's a little bit, you know, we think of the building. But he's really talking, when I read this, he's really talking about what he found there. He's not talking about the building. He's talking about what he found in the building. The home, you and I, that he was building. It says, there was a time that I swore I would never go back. I was blind to the truth, didn't know what I had. Anybody been there? I was running, I was searching, but every place I turned for healing left me more broken than the last. Doesn't that sound like the world? Doesn't that sound like people that don't have what we have in here? They're turning to everything for healing, but it leaves them worse than when they found whatever it is that they found. Then the chorus, take me back to the place that feels like home. What did we say home was? A place of rest and refuge. Take me back to the place of rest and refuge. To the people I can depend on. Didn't say to the church building I can depend on. To the people I can depend on. To the faith that's in my bones. Take me back to a preacher and a verse where they've seen me at my worst. To the love I had at first. Oh, I want to go to church. Second verse, tried to walk on my own, but I wound up lost. Now I'm making my way to the foot of the cross. He must have seen something at that home, that body of believers. To the, uh, oh, this is screaming up here. 
It's not a trophy for the winners. It's a shelter for the sinners. And it's right where I belong. Take me back to the place that feels like home, to the people I can depend on, to the faith that's in my bones. Take me back to a preacher in a verse where they've seen me at my worst, to the love I had at first, oh, I want to go to church. And I, I just got to do the bridge, too. Oh, more than an obligation. I love that line. I'm telling you what, being a part of this is more than an obligation. It's more than something that I just feel I have to do. It's something I want to do. I want to be a part of this. I want to be included in the body, in the family, in the home of God. I just don't feel like I have to, although I do. You know what I'm saying? But I want to. I have to because I want to. My daddy always say, people do what they want to do. And I want to do it. So because I want to, I have to. Thank you, Jesus. It's our foundation. The family, the home, the house of God. I know it's hard. (laughs) Sometimes it's hard. Because, hey, we people. With all our stuff. And sometimes we don't like each other's stuff. But we need each other. We're sisters and brothers. We are the home that God is building. Let's, I mean, this just gets all over me. I want want to be this. I want to be a part of this where people can say, you know, they, they I got to go there. I got to be a part of that. They, they, got, they got everything I need there. Everything I've been searching for. They got it there. Hallelujah. Don't you want to be a part? Don't you want to be one of the stones that are fitted together for that? I want to be an individual address of God, but I want to be a part of what God is doing in a body of believers. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.